Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. It's Rodney, joined by Mr. Will. Hey guys, how's it going? Today we're going to talk about uh, the next-gen consoles. But Rodney, we've already talked about that before. This is true. We started and then we got interrupted by Mark and his fascism toward PS5 and everybody else. So uh, we're going to talk about it a little more in depth. We have a bit more information on the PS5 and a bit more information on the Scarlet. Not a whole lot, but uh, enough to keep us going. We're also going to discuss the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order trailer that was revealed yesterday? Today? One of the two. One of the two. All right, guys, so we're going to talk about that. And then uh, also, just so you guys know, we're uh, going to try something new on our Patreon page. We're going to offer the podcast live to Patreon supporters, so uh, you can join the chat while we uh, record the uh, the episode on Sundays at about 8 a.m. in our time. And then, uh, yeah, you can join the fun while we record the podcast, and it'll be a little more interactive for you guys. We're going to try that starting next podcast. So if you also become a Patreon supporter and you don't get a chance to catch us in the chat, you can also catch the episode one day earlier than everybody else. So there are perks. Check it out. Go to patreon.com slash video games now. And here we go. Everything coming up right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. All right, so things that we're playing right now. How about uh, we start with Mr. Will? He's been playing a little bit of ESO. Yeah, I played uh, quite a bit of ESO for the new uh, five-week event for their anniversary. But we've talked about this many times, and one of the problems I'm finding is matchmaking. Not a lot of play- people playing right now? or Lots of people playing, but I'm getting matched with people that should not even be fucking trying to get into the dungeon. <laughs> Oh, they're just they're they're Ian worthy. Worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> like yesterday, I was doing an easy dungeon. It was one of the daily pledges. Shouldn't have even given us any trouble. I'm not like max uh, level right now is eight ten. I'm sitting at uh, five seventy eight. Whoa, 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 whoa! So I'm almost there. Max level is eight ten. Yeah, that's redonkulous. Yeah, it's like your champion level. As soon as you hit 50, it restarts you from 1, and then you start earning champion points. 
which makes your character even more like stronger and badass. But so I'm like 578 max level right now is 810. So I still got a, a little ways to go. And yesterday I got matched in this dungeon with like a level 30, a level 75, and then an 810. So, like, right off the bat, like, as soon as we entered the dungeon, I could tell the 810 and I were thinking the same thing. Like, is, like, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, how does the like, leveling system work then? Like, do you need, like, a bajillion points to level up now? No, it's all done by XP once you hit 50. And then you earn, as soon as you level up, you earn one uh, champion point. Okay, so is it a fixed amount of XP that you need per level, or does it scale up? It goes up. So Mark, I think, is now 435. No, I think he's 470. I don't even know. He's somewhere in the 400s. But for him to level up, it's like 255,000 XP. And for you, it's like three? It's For me, it's 358. And how much XP do you generate per whatever? It can change, just like a normal uh, um, game. You could do a normal uh, main mission, and you could get anywhere between like twenty to sixty thousand XP. And then with the event right now, with the bonuses like double XP cake, which lasts uh, two hours, so you just keep that up. You'll get double XP from that, and then you use like an XP scroll, which can stack it. So, so you <clears throat> you, you can level up a couple times within a few hours of playing. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, that's not bad. That's not. Bad. I, I thought it'd be like Pokemon Go, where it takes you for fucking ever to level up. No, it just depends on what you do. Like, if you're doing just a side quest, you might only come away with like four thousand XP, and it probably you're probably like, ah, oh, that wasn't even worth doing. Yeah, totally. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, I still have no desire to play ESO, but I'm sure you sold it for a few people. A great game. Uh, just like I said, and it, it seems the problem with every game nowadays is uh, matchmaking is broken. It should either matchmake you with people that can. Uh, what do I want to say here? Basically, matchmake with people that are around your level or have a certain a fixed level for that. Uh, dungeon well it's funny that you mentioned that because the other day we were talking about fortnite and how they how a lot of pro players have stopped playing fortnite because of the matchmaking issue that they have over there uh they have they have a pro mode or something now you're saying uh i haven't really looked into it too much um i think it was bradley that mentioned it last time no i think it was, but, it was on the phone with you me mark oh, okay then yeah it was the they have a pro mode but just like the normal mode, it's open to anyone that just thinks they're good enough. <laughs> right. Okay. But the server isn't big as big as the Fortnite one. Okay. So yeah. there's huge waiting times and stuff like that that the pros are pissed off because they think it should be only the pros have access, which I agree. Yeah, and uh, another thing we were talking about is just how it match makes you in Fortnite isn't the best it's more it more or less just kind of grabs the first hundred people it can fucking take and and throws them in a game there's no real matchmaking involved um and i i was saying on the phone that they should have a system similar to how halo does their matchmaking where you have an fsr rank so it'll match people close with like within plus minus five levels of your fsr most of the time so that when you're playing the game, it's it's a fair challenge for everybody. 
So yeah, yeah. I think that that's Fortnite's be- like a battle royal, right? So yeah, you could land with a pro and they'd not pick up a gun and you could take them out right away. That's true. That is true. Uh, but I mean, it, at the same time, once you do get a gun, if you if it's between you and a pro player, obviously you're going to lose, and then you don't get to try again because you're you're out. So. Um, the learning curve is a little steeper in Fortnite, not even just for the building, but just uh, any battle royale, really. Yeah. Because it just takes more time to get better. I agree. Anyway, so I've been continuously playing some Sea of Thieves. Um, I actually want to play some Banjo-Kazooie. I downloaded that off the, uh, the Game Pass, or with the Game Pass, rather. And... I'm gonna not lie, I have never played Banjo-Kazooie. I played the shit out of Donkey Kong 64, which runs basically the exact same assets and engine <laughs> as Banjo-Kazooie, but I've never actually played Banjo-Kazooie, so I'm excited to go and play that, and I'm gonna stream it so everyone can join me while I stream it. Yeah. Have you played you played Banjo-Kazooie, I imagine? Oh, for sure. Any, uh, any tips for a noob? Platformer. Just have fun cool and i can actually get somewhere within an hour i don't have to like spend 20 minutes logging in no and then another five minutes on a load screen and then about 10 minutes to get actually going in the game and then by the time it's been an hour i've done like one mission yeah no you'll be good (laughs) yeah i'll I'll, like fucking complete the game in that time yeah yeah (laughs) all right so let's uh let's start our main uh kind of topic here we're gonna talk about star wars jedi fallen order which the trailer dropped that's bugging me when the fuck did the trailer drop for feck's sakes doesn't say but anyway so this game is coming to pretty much everything except the switch unfortunately on uh november 15th this year what are your thoughts mr will game looks amazing uh, you can really tell that uh ea is really pushing for a, a really big single player star wars game again yeah so um what was the one before this i, I just blanked the uh Battlefront 2 or whatever, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah, but it didn't have any... Well, it did have story, but it was kind of lackluster for me. So that that game was uh, broken at the beginning from the loot boxes, is that right? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah, so I think EA is trying to redeem themselves in a way because they basically 180 flipped completely on this game where it's only a single-player story and they said that there's no loot boxes and no microtransactions. Yep. I wonder it's always been with like the solo uh, single player Star Wars games like you'd find everything in the game. It's like those collectibles, right? You want a different color lightsaber, you have to go after a lightsaber crystal. Yeah. Fuck yeah, buddy. So which could be anywhere. <laughs> so I know I said I wouldn't say this on the podcast because I'd get crucified, but I've never in my entire life played a Star Wars game and also, I've never watched any of the Star Wars because they don't inter- they don't interest me whatsoever. Yeah, you know, uh, even though you said you weren't going to mention that on the podcast, I was going to mention it anyway. <laughs> so you just saved me the trouble. <laughs> okay, so yeah, no, I have not. I've only played uh, I played two Star Wars games, but not for the like just briefly. Like I played um, Battlefront Two at PAX when we were trying out the um, the LX thirty five headsets. The, the ones that we have now for our for our wireless headsets for our Xbox. And yeah, for Lucid I, Sound. Yeah, for Lucid Sound. Sponsor us. Um, <clears throat> but we also have, uh, or I've played the racing one for the 64, but I, like maybe two, three races and that's it. I haven't played 
other than that, I haven't played anything. I did mention on a podcast a long time ago that I tried to play the other uh, Star Wars game for 64, but the cartridge never worked, so I, I couldn't play it. Okay. So that's that's the, that's the extent to it. Um, I may eventually watch the actual Star Wars movies just because I work in film, so I should appreciate how they were made, like the old ones, I mean. Well, then uh, one of our friends is doing a Star Wars marathon at the theater. It's 27 hours of th- uh, nothing but Star Wars. Buddy, I can't even get fucking four hours of game time in a weekend because the wife will bitch, so I don't even think she'll even allow me to go spend Take 27 with hours with fucking Joel. Take her with you. <laughs> hey, you need to catch up on some sleep, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's rough. Yeah, I, I don't feel like that would interest me whatsoever. Especially especially movies that don't interest me in the first place. <laughs> I did it for the first, uh, when they brought in the new trilogy. Um, so what was it? the um, Fallen, or no, La- Last Jedi or something? I don't know. No, that's the newest one. I just okay. can't remember. Uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Right. Um, so yeah, literally Joel's like, oh yeah, come out. Well, fucking, the thing started at four in the morning that sounds like the worst fucking possible shift ever for the theater staff like, yeah oh, okay. and it's open 24 or 7 so they had to pr- have people there and it was a weekend too right so yeah <laughs> it was it was rough like that's all i'm gonna say Kay. you get there and it's in downtown so by that point all public transits have already stopped by four in the before four in the morning they did so not you're think sitting that downtown <laughs> with like nothing to do sitting in the Tim Hortons across the road <laughs> just waiting for the movie theater to open that's rough that's <laughs> four f- in the morning that's fucking rough you, you get through the first prequel which is like three hours three hours three hours so nine hours there then the original series another like three uh, nine hours so 18 hours and then the new movies almost three hours so like 21 hours you're finally going home after watching Star Wars and you've probably already been up for like 30 hours. Yeah, so <laughs> fuck. You and know, then I, we did the uh, the Marvel marathon before that. That was even worse cuz that was every Marvel movie starting with um, Iron Man leading up to Age of Ultron. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, we got to go see Endgame. We should do yeah. maybe we could do that today. Yeah. Actually. I don't, I, it's not out yet. Isn't it? Uh, I'm no. so fucking disconnected from from everything to do with real life. Yeah, but yeah. So people, if your friends invite you to a movie marathon, just say no. Play what? games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all that was going through my head. Is like I could literally be watching like this at home while still playing games. <laughs> yep. Will is the uh, Will is the master of gaming and uh, marathons. So. He knows. You know they're doing the Marvel Marathon again, guys, for the next um, Infinity War. I, a couple of th- bigger theater chains are going to do a full Marvel Marathon again, but now with all the Phase 3 stuff. So up to Phase 2 costs me 32 hours. Phase 3 is going to add probably another 12 to 14 hours of content, plus the new Infinity War or the end game, which is supposed to be around four hours uh, for a movie. Well, I don't even want to think about how long you'd be in the theater. That sounds like 50 hours. (laughs) 
That that sounds like a military training mission. Like, how long can you stay awake? Yeah. Some theaters are saying they'll even open up their showers <laughs> for patrons. They, I was like, oh, okay. They have showers there? Yeah, for staff. Can you fucking imagine, like, 600 people using one fucking shower stall? That'd be nonsense. <laughs> you, there'd probably be a timer. There's a guy there, and it's got you got 60 <laughs> seconds, and go. You got 60 seconds, and I'm going to stand here and watch you for the entire th- time while you shower. That would be rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, all right, a well, little off topic. <laughs> but even more off topic is the fact that if I ever worked at a movie theater, I would be driven fucking insane by the amount of popcorn on the floor. <laughs> like that yeah. is not okay. That is no- every time I see that I'm fucking cringing. Yeah. So, just don't ever fucking make me work at a movie theater or a movie theater. Will, no matter how desperate we are uh, to get out of film, it's not <laughs> happening. Actually, I'd work at I'd work at EB Games before I work at a movie theater. Yeah, me too. EB uh, working at a movie theater after you work in film just seems like a step down. <laughs> it. I, I mean, yeah, totally. But uh, I I would probably get insta hired at a movie theater, but like work ten years in the film industry, I'd get like promoted to like theater manager like immediately and be like, oh, then I don't have to deal. Then I'd be like, if I see one fucking kernel of popcorn on the ground, I will fire all of you. <laughs> You're <a> fucking popcorn Nazi. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's it's fucking gross. And um, yeah. actually, I've talked to people who have worked at the movie theater, and they say that it's sticky back there. Like it's just like there's just pop and fucking butter from the popcorn and everything all over the floor. Well, if you've worked in a movie theater and you've had some horror stories, hit us up on uh, Facebook and let us know. Yeah. And then uh, become a Patreon, and the next time we bitch about a movie theater, you can chat us up while we're doing the actual show. It'll yeah. be a good time. So. All right, let's go back to Star Wars, the actual yep. game. So, I'm on EA's website right now, and it says, Become a Jedi. New third-person action-adventure Star Wars title from Respawn Entertainment. Where do we know that name Respawn from, Wister Will? Apex Legends. So, yeah, the, uh, the fucking lucky ducklings at uh, Respawn who made Apex Legends is also making the next Star Wars game. So it's going to be a good time. Says, feel the force, hone lightsaber combat forms to refine striking, blocking, and dodging your enemies. Use your Jedi weapon and the force to take on any challenge. A new Star Wars story. As one of the last Jedi, you must do whatever it takes to survive. Complete your training before the Inquisitors discover your plan to rebuild the Jedi Order. And the galaxy awaits. Explore ancient forests, windswept cliffs, and haunted jungles as you decide when and where you want to go next. So, the reveal trailer... Got me pretty fucking hyped, I'm not gonna lie. It got me pretty hyped because it has a lot, really good story, and that's why I asked you when I was watching the trailer, is this only for PS4? Because the story <laughs> seems too good to be on Xbox. Um, yeah, because this, yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. I, I'm hoping Mark doesn't hear this. Uh, he's too busy in his own things. Yeah. Sorry, bro, I can't come to the movie. I'm too busy playing whatever fucking video game is hot right now. Pretty much. Yeah. But talking about the story, the game is uh, gonna star Cameron Monaghan as uh, Kel K- uh, Kestis, a Jedi Padawan who survived Order 66 and the destruction of the Jedi Order. Monaghan is best known for his roles in Gotham and Shameless. Yep. 
two shows that I don't really watch. No. And nor should you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that ended that. (laughs) Don't have to watch them. Don't need to. Uh, In the game, Kel is hiding from the Empire after the fall of the Jedi and is working as a salvager on a new Star Wars planet named Baraka. He will have a small droid companion with him, BD-1. Kel will also have a former Jedi Knight as his mentor and friend, and she is being played by actress Deborah Wilson. Interesting. So, Hmm. guess what the price tag on this game might be? Normal price tag, I say. No, it's actually less. It's 60 bucks. Well, it's probably 60 American, so it's probably, yeah, standard price. 69. Uh, I'm uh, the Amazon listing for this game is now live, and the standard edition costs fifty nine ninety nine. Oh, if there's a standard edition, you know there's a deluxe. Yeah, it'll be one hundred and twenty dollars, and Will's fucking wallet will be hurting. Oh, yeah, I'm already salivating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So my my wallet's trying to find a place to hide. Yeah. No, Will, don't touch me. <laughs> Stop spending money. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. My my wallet's uh, my wallet's actually doing okay because I have Game Pass now again. So I yeah. bought the three month thing. The three month was only twenty bucks. So I'm like, how could you say no to that? Yeah, it's saving you money. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna play Banjo Kazooie. That's like a fucking godsend. Uh, I think there's uh, some Star Wars titles on there too. The last uh, um, what was it? Jedi or Star Wars uh, something? Force. Oh. I'm just I can't trying, remember, but just, there's a uh, two Jedi games, um, Star Wars titles on uh, the Game Pass. At least they were on there. Uh, I'm just I just looked up uh, Star Wars Game Pass, and on Eurogamer it says Xbox Pass gets four Star Wars games. So let's see what they get. Um, HK47 is the best Star Wars robot ever. There I said it. <laughs> That's captioned in one of his images, uh, but it doesn't really say. Which fucking ones? Oh, here they are. Uh, oh no, that's not them either. Oh my god, Eurogamer, you let me down. Holy fuck. Uh, there's a lot to love in the collection of Star Wars titles, but my favorite has to be Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Bioware's awesome role-playing game launched on the original Xbox, where I first played it back in 2003. Features an awesome story as well as some brilliant characters, so that must be one of them. Knights uh, of the Old Republic. I don't think so. Oh, uh, look. Game Pass, Star Wars. What about Star Wars The Force Unleashed? That's it. Okay. Is that is that decent? Should I check it out? I liked it. You start off as um, the main bad guy's uh, apprentice, and then you decide to do your own thing after realizing like it's not good to be evil. <laughs> <laughs> after you came to your senses? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out, but I really want to play Banjo-Kazooie. There's two of them, too. There's uh, the Force Unleashed 1 and the Force Unleashed 2. Oh, I thought you were about to say there's two Banjo-Kazooies, which I know is true. There's Banjo Tooie. <laughs> I, I I might play that after too, because I'm just excited to play. I just hope they fix the fucking camera controls because the camera controls in Donkey Kong 64 were fucking horrendous. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, I do. Like he's like walking into a wall because the camera won't turn around to show you where he needs to fucking go, and you're like, buddy, oh, it was so fucking frustrating. Mario 64 literally revolutionized the camera controls. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> to be able to move the camera around all your character, your character the entire game? Like, it's fucking brilliant. Speaking of uh, 
revolutionary things, we should start talking about the next-gen consoles. Uh, we had a bunch of news come out for the Xbox, or so, I'm sorry, the PS5, but uh, why don't we start with the Xbox there, Mr. Will? Yeah, uh, speaking of the next Xbox, not too much is known at the moment. Uh, we do know that Scarlet has been given a new code name, Anaconda. Anaconda. Alright. But uh, I I don't think they've mentioned whether it's going to be backwards compatible or not yet, but I think it would be extremely stupid of them to not do that. Yeah, I think they've learned from their mistakes with the previous console. Yeah. And they introduced uh, Xbox 360 and Xbox original Xbox backwards compatibility here with the Xbox One X uh, a while ago, which was a good move. So yeah, I don't think that they like because then how, then they would have to re-release the Master Chief Collection for the new console. Like it would just be a complete waste of time. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we just uh, till they actually announce something. There's really nothing to uh, go on other than now they've announced a discless Xbox One. Yeah, uh, I think that this the next consoles coming out are possibly even going to be the last consoles ever, and it's just going to turn into a stream service at this point. Basically, that's all going to decide on how Google's next console, uh, first console, does. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I was just re- I think it was on this article here that we have open on uh, digitaltrends.com, but uh, they were talking about how there's nothing's going to be uh, using discs anymore and how in the United States most places don't have decent internet connection for them to be able to stream games without any sort of latency issues or whatever so I think that the physical copies are still necessary yeah I completely agree Um, and that was the issue I was going to bring up as well is not everyone has the greatest internet a lot of these newer games require like top of the line internet and not just graphics to stream so there's going to be a lot of lag latency issues probably even um bad picture quality if your internet just can't uh, stream the game at 100 percent. mark's going to fucking lose it because he's going to be streaming a game and it's going to down res to like 1080 like what the fuck this is okay oh, yeah. <laughs> Then he'll stop playing. Yeah, and then he he'll become a non gamer, and that's probably for the best. <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. So just on, uh, uh, like I said, dig- digitaltrends.com. Uh, so it says as Microsoft continues to blur the line between consoles and PC gaming, it appears Xbox Scarlet could reflect this in its architecture. The a leak of alleged technical specifications for the consoles appeared to confirm that it'll use a discrete GPU, which calls itself the Arc. Holy fuck, Arcturus 12. I think that's right. Because of the name of this chip is given rather uh, because of because the name of this chip is given rather than the processor, PC Games N speculated that it's actually a discrete standalone GPU rather than an integrated piece of larger board. So hopefully they're going to make the new Xbox exactly like a PC, which is, I think we've been hearing that rumor for a little while now, where it's going to be basically the same freaking thing. They're just going to eliminate the whole PC thing. It's just going to be yeah. one, one unit. Yeah, that... And it also makes me wonder, because they announced it last year, is their Project X Cloud, their streaming service? Yeah. If that's what is going to be launching with the Scarlet. 
that would be quite interesting to see how that all plays out. But like I said, I think the discs are st are still necessary. Um, I think um, when you if you want a disc, you should pre-order a disc, and then uh, you know because then they're not making a. Um, I think they want to eliminate the disc because obviously it's very um, cost heavy to to produce and and ship out all these different discs. So if someone was saying, "Oh, I want a disc," they would have to just go on you know GameStop or you know, Amazon or whatever, and pre-order the game with a disc, and then it gets shipped directly to your house. I think that's probably a way to uh, mediate any sort of disc issues in terms of the the um, consoles. Yeah. It would be very interesting to see how they're going to pull that off, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know how old this article is, because... Um, oh, I guess, I guess the Game Pass isn't a stream service. So... Uh, anyway, so it's just, uh, this is still on digital, digital trends. Sony PlayStation now, uh, now subscription service allows PlayStation 4 users to stream games from the cloud instead of buying and downloading them outright. In, and in Japan, the Nintendo Switch has even flirted with this for Resident Evil 7. No such service exists on the Xbox One, but during my, uh, Microsoft's E3 2018 presentation, Phil Spencer revealed that his team is currently developing a cloud gaming technology that would allow you to play console-quality titles from several devices. This service was later revealed to be called Project xCloud and will allow Xbox games to be played on a variety of low-power devices such as mobile phones, and they will be able to use Bluetooth-powered Xbox controllers as well. To bridge the gap, Microsoft is reportedly planned to release an Xbox One S model without a disk drive in 2019, which they've already announced, uh, aimed, to be, aimed to cut costs for those looking to buy the system late in the generation. Should xCloud be ready by then, it could potentially make use of the service as well. Uh, so yeah, that's... Uh, the X Cloud. Now, does that mean like I don't have to buy another Xbox? Say like we bring our laptops to work, we have internet, and we have our Xbox Live subscription and X Cloud. Would I be able to play an Xbox game now right off my laptop or off our phones? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'll hide. I'll hide for a little bit, and we'll play some. Yeah. Sea could you imagine? Yeah. Sea of Thieves on your phone. <laughs> well, I mean, I have it on my <laughs> uh, computer already anyway, so I could play it at work if I wanted. But uh, it's just like. There's just too much time you got to invest into that game. Like, you can't oh, yeah. just play for, like, you know, a couple games. You have to play for, like, an hour or two. Yeah. But could you imagine playing on your phone? That'd be fucking awful. I'd be, like, like looking in as close. I was like, is that a ship uh, south of us? It's it's hard enough <laughs> looking at the fucking treasure maps on your TV. <laughs> Finding treasure on your phone. Yeah. That would <laughs> suck. Fucking brutal. All right, so the other thing that uh, has been somewhat rumored is uh vr will not be coming to the xbox so that's okay really like <laughs> but it's weird too because microsoft uh has that deal with the oculus oh yeah they do i forgot about that remember with google or not google it was facebook yeah interesting so i wonder how the fuck that's gonna work maybe um the deal with Oculus is that they buy a like an Oculus uh, headset with a console or something, or how does that all work? Don't know. Oh, let's, <laughs> let's look it up with the Googles. With the Googles. Yeah. Uh, Xbox Plus Oculus. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't do anything with VR, honestly. Like, I mean, it's... Do you think that trend's going to die out? Mm. 
I don't know. VR has come and gone over the last couple of decades. Yeah, well, it's it's really it, the technology's there now. I mean, it's not the the best, but it's there. Yeah. So Oh, okay. So with the Xbox One streaming app, you can play your Xbox One games directly on your Oculus Rift, connect your console via the app, and watch your games come to life on a huge virtual screen in three immersive virtual theaters. You can now expand your library of VR games with your favorite Xbox One titles, including Xbox 360 games that are playable on Xbox One. Xbox One streaming requires your Xbox One console to be connected to the same network as your home PC. So I think it's just like a different, like if you don't, like if your wife's watching fucking TV and you want to play games, mm-hmm. you can play it on your Oculus. Now, what about when the X Cloud launches? Well, the it but, says it says here that your Xbox has to be connected to your PC via the same network. So, yeah, for now it does, but with the X Cloud, if you can play on your phone, you could literally play with the Oculus. Well, I I don't think the the Oculus is just a display device. It wouldn't be able to handle the graphical um, or, or or anything like that with with the games. I think you'd still need a PC for it. Mm. Hard to say. Anyways, mainly because streaming doesn't uh, need the graphical power of the computer to be high. No, but I think you still need something. You need something for it to to you know to be able to pull from the streaming service. Yeah, and then it should be, and then it would it would um, send the signals out to the Oculus. I don't think the Oculus could handle that by itself. I don't know. Anyways, so the hardware will be similar but quicker. So there's no firm rumors about what will the next what will be in the next Xbox. But there's also not many options. Both Microsoft and Sony currently use x86 based processors like those found in PCs with the latest gen uh, latest console generations. They also use AMD to build graphics. Both of these solutions remain the most sensible, so it's unlikely we'll see anything different in the next Xbox. Alright, so, it's and then they say the code name is Scarletto, which I'm, it was Anaconda now, like you said, and it's well, coming... Well, there's two. There's two, actually. There's Anaconda, and there's, uh, yeah, there's one other one I was reading earlier. Lockhart. Lockhart. So I wonder what the difference is. It's probably like well, the... Wanna... It's like the Xbox One X and the original Xbox, like, right off the, out of the gate, probably. Basically, that's what it's uh, sounding like. It says, um, uh, according to sources, there are two consoles currently being prepped, aiming for a 2020 holiday debut. A cheaper um, Scarlet-style console to succeed the Xbox One S style, and a more beastly X-style console to succeed the Xbox One X. The code names for the smaller consoles seem to be Lockhart, and the code name for the X2 seems to be Anaconda. Okay, so I think uh, I don't know if I'm gonna get the lower end one or not. Maybe I'll wait till the specs come out. Yeah, because like I'm I'm fine with my original Xbox One. Like it's doing me fine. And oh they, yeah, they seem, I just like the uprise from the axe. Yeah, and I mean they seem to be improving the game so that they load faster on the old Xbox as well. Still, so yeah, it's not that bad. All right, so why don't we jump over to PlayStation now? Fucking goodbye, Xbox. So we have a little bit more uh, sol- solid facts here with the uh, PS5 because uh, Sony released this a couple days ago. So 
Let's start with the the beginning here. So what is the release date for the PS5? Well, we don't know the exact release date yet, uh, but we do know when. It, it's not... Uh, it, it'll be in 2020, but they're looking to do it in the beginning of the year uh, of 2020. So I, if I was the PS5 dude... I would wait. I would wait until Xbox announces theirs. Like we're gonna launch it on this exact date, and then Sony's like, "Hey, ours is ready. Here you go." And they would just like stomp Xbox into the ground. Because then X. Because what's gonna here's what's gonna happen. It's, gonna, it's the exact same fucking thing as what they do with the games. Is um, Xbox will be like, "Hey, we're, or, or if PlayStation revealed when their exact date was gonna be, like say April first or something." What a shitty date I just picked. But if it was, say, April 1st, and they really, they were saying they're going to release their console on that date, then Xbox would be like, hey, our console's going to get released on that date, too. And it's, it would just be a turn into a big fucking shit show. So if I was Sony, I would wait. I'd wait until the actual date of the Xbox, the next Xbox is, is uh, announced. I don't think they have to. They, they definitely won this generation. Yeah. This is so true, but they if have nothing to fear. They've got their exclusives. Their t- uh, they've got their fan base. Yep, they know people are going to upgrade to the PS5. I'm going to buy a PS5. I'm yep. not going to. I'm not going to buy a PS4 because it's kind of too late. So so yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Okay, so how much will the PS5 cost? The price of the PlayStation 5 hasn't been nailed down yet. Mark Cerny had this to say in regards to cost. I believe we will be able to release it uh, at an SRP, suggested retail price, that is appealing to gamers in light of its advanced feature set. It's hard to judge what this means, but we imagine the PS5 will cost somewhere between $399 and $499 US, I imagine. So it'll be like... I'm going to say more. You think more? Oh yeah, it's going to be like $599. Well, if it doesn't have a disk drive, though... Uh, I think it still will. It'll be at least $499 for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what the four was, wasn't it? It was four ninety nine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then the six was, or sorry, the Xbox One was fucking six hundred dollars, and then yeah. they then they gouged you for the ass and made another another six hundred dollar fucking purchase, and then the X was another six hundred dollar purchase. Fucking assholes. Yeah. But the PS Five isn't uh, dig- all digital. No, I know, but uh, um, you you should. Oh, I see. I see. So you, yeah, like you can still Sony buy discs. Has revealed it's not an all digital device and will accept physical copies of discs. Okay, all right, fucking. Yeah. So the next question was: uh, is, ba- is PS5 backwards compatible with PlayStation 4 games? Yes, it has been confirmed that PlayStation 5 is <laughs> based partly on the PS4's architecture and will be able to run PS4 software. This will include physical and digital games. That's funny because they fucked up with that on the PS3. Yep. Like, there was no backwards compatibility for the PS4, and then they just decided to unveil that streaming PlayStation Now so you could go back and play older titles. Yeah. Well, it's difficult to play backwards uh, titles. I've talked about this before, but, like, if you if they make it backwards compatible, and you, like, for example, the Wii U was a brand new engine in the in the console, so in order to play Wii games, you had to shut the system shut itself down and reboot it up with the Wii engine to play mm-hmm. old games so like it's it's a big it's a big thing to play backwards compatible games which is why i think this streaming service is now really good because now you can play older games without the expense of putting in a whole separate engine just to play past uh, games yeah but the problem with streaming is you have to have good internet 
Yeah. If your internet cuts out even for a second, the game will disconnect. And if it's a game that you know you haven't uh, saved in a while, it just shuts off. Yeah, I haven't had any uh, any experience with this, so that sounds awful. Yeah. This is why you should upgrade your internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to get my internet fixed. It's just garbage. Anyways, uh, so is the PS5 backwards compatible with PS3, PS2, and PS1 games? No. We don't know. It's backwards compatible with PS4 games. So I assume that they will be accessible via this stream service that you're talking about. They definitely will be. They'll keep PlayStation Now going. They're making money off of it. It's not a... It doesn't make sense for them to incorporate hardware for consoles that old. Yeah. Uh, and then here, this is the answer to my question. Will PS5 support physical games on disc? Yes, as mentioned above, PS5 will accommodate physical media. Wow. Okay, cool. Uh, will PS5 be compatible with PSVR? Sony has said that PlayStation VR will run on PS5. Whether the company is working on a successor to its first virtual reality effort is unknown, but it's almost certain... T- it's with almost certainty until then PSVR as we know it will work on PS5. Which is good because I need some sort of VR system. Maybe Brittany will like that lightsaber game that Eric was talking about. <laughs> no, she doesn't. One, there no. was that one we played down at PAX too a couple years ago. Remember that you got the daily high score. Oh yeah, whatever that one was. That was fun. That alien one, remember with the guns? Yeah, yeah. No, my favorite <laughs> one though was that one where I, with the bow and arrow, I want to play that <laughs> full game. That'd be badass. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what games will be on the PS5? Well, b- besides all the fucking exclusives, no games have been confirmed with the PS5 at this time. However, some of Sony's in-process projects are likely to be cross-gen titles, meaning they'll release both on the PS4 and the PS5. It's speculated that the game, that games like Death Stranding, is it supposed to say Death Stranding? Uh, standing, but yeah, that's okay. Hideo Kojima's new game. Is it Stranding or Standing? Stranding. Okay, Stranding. Death Stranding. The Last of Us Part Two. Ghost of Tsushima and CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk 2077 could fall into this camp. There are also a few unannounced games that are almost certainly in the works, and we imagine that, P- that they'll be PS5 games. Sequels to God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, and Horizon Zero Dawn, for example, are likely to be next-gen titles. Coolio, uh, what other... Any games that you're hoping that come out for the PS5, Will? Mm, everything will. I... I- all the games like I'm interested in, you pretty much said so. Yeah. So I'm yeah. When I get a PS5, I'm literally gonna play all the games that uh, I couldn't play because I don't have a PS4. Mm-hmm. All of them. For like, I'm just gonna take a month off work and just. Yeah. yeah. What are the technical specifications of the PS5? Without getting too technically, like I've have been the last few article bits, but. Uh, while we don't know the exact details regarding the PlayStation 5's inner workings, there are a few bits and pieces that we can talk about. Here's a quote from Wired Story on the tactical side of PS5. The CPU is based on the third generation of, yeah, a bunch of shit we don't care about. It's Ryzen. Yeah, Ryzen, which is good. That's what my my streaming PC is, Ryzen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Techno... It'll have eight cores of uh, 7 nanometers Zen 2 microchip pretty powerful yeah that is pretty powerful and although the console is going to support 8k displaying at this resolution will be dependent on your tv yeah totally (laughs) well i can tell everyone on the podcast i'm close to upgrading to a 4k tv uh, but i will not be buying a 10k or 8k for like fucking 15 grand yeah 15 grand 
what actually fucking plays in 8K though? Nothing. 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 <laughs> it's a waste of fucking time. So, like, we shoot in 8K right now. And then it's still downrest. Yeah, you have to. Like, 8K is massive. Like, <laughs> I remember when I was in film school way back in 2010 when we still did fucking 1080. Um, 1080 raw, 10 seconds of 1080 raw was 250 megabytes. Yeah. So, um, two, uh, 2K is even fucking high. So, yeah, I can't imagine how, how, how much space 8K raw takes. <laughs> Probably a couple terabytes. Fucking retarded. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, just, just to be able to, like, stream that would just take the, a massive amount of internet. You'd have to have unlimited data on your internet plan or you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> your but, first month, your uh, your internet bill comes and it's like, oh, you've went over your data by so-and-so amount. You owe us $600. You owe us $15,000. <laughs> okay, here, take my 8K TV then, you fuckers. <laughs> All right. So um, the AMD chip apparently allows for 3D audio, fundamentally changing the way you'll experience sound in games. We also know PS5 will feature an extremely fast SDD drive. So, well, SDD, which is... Solid uh, state. Yeah, I know. Um, this fancy drive will have a much, much higher read speeds than regular hard drives, dramatically, or resulting in dramatically faster load times or the ability to move through a game much more quickly. There's a lot. Uh, there's still lots we don't know about the technical specs of the PS5, but it sounds like a beast so far. So, uh, the controller that was revealed... Er... Was it? Yeah. Did they reveal yeah. the new controller? No, they didn't. They didn't even talk about it. So now I'm kind of thinking that it's either really early in development or that was a fake dev kit. I'm sure that they, I'm sure they don't give them the actual final design. They just kind of make, they kind of 3D print some bullshit design for the controller. It would make sense. Yeah. Um, but the new controller, like we talked about uh, in a few podcasts ago would be uh would be fucking sweet yeah the touch screen and all that kind of shit so uh anyways why don't we uh why don't we move on we'll talk about some other some other topic so yeah w- we had a we had some technical difficulties last weekend with our potty cast and uh our, my my internet slash will's internet i don't know one of them probably both were just shit in the bed so hard and will couldn't even hear a freaking word i said no, it was basically like, and at Microsoft's console, we have. Yeah. <laughs> Sounded like I was just getting like screwed over by Robotnik. Just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. So we apologize for getting this out late, but. But there will be two. We're going to do the next one immediately after this one. So, uh, anyways, uh, I. Earlier in this podcast, I said, oh, I really want to play Banjo-Kazooie. Well, I have now, because it's been a week. So, um, yeah, I actually really enjoyed that. I I finished two different worlds in, like, two hours. It was nice to be able to progress through the game rather quickly, (laughs) rather than spending... I told you. It's easy. Yeah, silly amount of time. Uh, The other thing I wanted to mention is we have updated our stream schedule for our channels. 
So we're going to do Tuesday nights is going to be our retro night. So anything old school will be playing on that night. Wednesday will be our dumpster night. So any shitty games that have ever been made, we will play them on that game and openly mock them. And we welcome everyone listening to uh, join in and mock them with us. Thursday will be our... uh, um, Indie night, that's what it is. Uh, It'll be our indie night, so... Uh, we'll play uh, any new indie titles that are coming out, and uh, we're hopefully when we go to PAX this year, we'll talk to a lot of indie developers, and we'll get early access to a uh, couple of games, and uh, we'll stream them for you guys, so you guys can check it out. Uh, Monday, Fridays, and Saturdays are just kind of open streaming, so whichever streamer feels like streaming that day, we'll stream, and then Sunday will be our VGN team play, so we'll play you know whatever multiplayer co-op games, and I think uh, I was actually just talking to Daniel on the Discord just before we started streaming. I think maybe we should do Sea of Thieves next season not because we've played it a lot but uh the anniversary will be out well yeah that is true so we should maybe play that uh, i was watching some gameplay today on the sea of thieves uh anniversary update and it looks freaking awesome so uh the harpoon gun looks dirty sweet the fishing i the the only gameplay they showed of fishing was them standing still so i don't know if you control fish off the side of your ship which would be fucking lit yeah Cause I mean, yeah, because I mean, if you're sailing somewhere, why can't you just tr- you throw a troll line out, fish, and then, you know, start cooking meals, uh, preparing for like a skull fort or something like that, you know what I mean? So, Yeah, definitely. Anyways. Alright, so, there's a, uh, I had a uh, one, oh yeah, Fortnite Season 9 can fuck off. So there's a shiny shuckle event coming, out, uh, coming up uh, this weekend. Yes, I actually saw that, and you know what, shuckle is a... Uh... A Pokemon that never really got much love. I always was waiting for an evolution. Shuckle is a fucking tank, dude. Yeah. (laughs) It's so fucking handy in competitive Pokemon battling. It's got the highest defense stat out of any Pokemon. Yep. And special defense, I think, actually. I think I took Shuckle with me through the Elite Four um, as a... Basically, if I lost one of my stronger Pokemon, I put him in just for his defense. Yep. And that would get me a couple rounds to get my revive and my potions. Using an item strategy, yeah, totally. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the dirty, the dirtiest strategy with shuckles. Um, basically, you just use withdrawal and uh, or no, there's there's another move that like raises all your stats. And uh, then you use baton pass, and then you switch out to a magic carp, and then you fucking sweep the elite four with a magic carp. That's savage. Fucking super savage. Um, <laughs> somebody did that. They had an entire. Uh, it was a multiplayer battle, and it was an entire team of legendaries. And this guy swept that whole team of legendaries with a magic carp because he had a shuckle that used baton pass with all the fucking buff stats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would suck losing to a magic carp. Uh, oh no, what did he? Oh no, they used he used withdrawal, so he like maxed out his defense, and his defense stat was already just fucking buffed hard. And then he used reversal, I think, so that switched his defense and his attack. And then he used baton pass. And his Magikarp's speed was just, like, top shelf. So it always went first and just one-hit K'd all the fucking legendaries. It was so fucking good. Hmm. So, yeah, I would like to get back into competitive Pokemon battling. But, uh, as you know, we don't have a lot of time to play games. And I don't have time to make a competitive fucking team. Which takes months. Yeah. (laughs) Literal months. So, which you don't have. Yeah. I mean, I really want to clone myself, like, fucking straight up. Like, because there's situations where I don't need to fucking actually be there, and I can just put my clone there. Like, he can he can even have, like, an eighth of my intelligence. 
and just like sit there and like look like me and that would just literally be enough nice and then i would have a little headset in so if there was anything that was above his iq level like hey where do we put catering or something then (laughs) then i could i could like hear that and be like oh tell them this and then he would tell them that it'd be fucking sick so if anyone has a cloning machine let me know and i'll pay big bucks for it I'll even nice. take out a second. I'll take out a, a, a not even a second mortgage, mortgage, a first mortgage, to get a clone, <laughs> <laughs> so I can play games all day. All right, guys. So uh, we'll wrap it might up. Might be a third and a fourth too. Yeah, probably. It's probably like a million dollars. Yeah, no okay. more than that. You're probably like ten, fifteen, twenty million. I'll just look interested in the machine, and I'll be like, "Oh, how does it work?" And then he'll tell me, and then I'll just like sedate him, and then just fucking use it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so uh, we'll wrap this up. We'll start a new podcast here with some new content. So join us on that. And uh, next week, we'll start uh, doing podcasts live. So uh, if you're a Patreon supporter, you'll be jumping on the chat, hopefully. And uh, you can join us live. And you'll get some raw moments that aren't actually recorded, like me and Will bitching after the uh, <laughs> after the podcast. That's fucking bullshit, man. Oh. Whatever, yeah. we, whatever we Or before. Or before, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, so uh, check out our Patreon, and uh, also check out our Discord. You can find links to that and all of our other social medias on our website, videogamesnow.ca, and uh, we hope to see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.